Hey everyone, welcome to the Root Cause Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Jones. And on this podcast, we go in depth with leading experts to understand and improve your health and well being. Today, I'm talking with Dr. Jay Faber all about the workings of your brain, given his immense experience at the world renowned Amen Clinics. His experience with brain spec scans as it relates to mental health, addiction, and different types of ADD was fascinating. Dr. Faber is double board certified in child, adolescent, and adult psychiatry. In addition, he is board certified in anti-aging and regenerative medicine and got his master's in integrative medicine from George Washington University. It was an absolute pleasure talking with him today as brain health and brain function are so critically important to everything you do in life. Here's a clip from today's conversation. Drug use, alcohol use, we get a lot of stress. I saw somebody yesterday, a really, really successful CEO, who he said, yeah, four years ago, I got really, really stressed out with work and I got this scleroderma, but it was like linear. It went like, there's a line of like, he said, inflammation that went down the right frontal side of his brain. And since then, he's had problems focusing, remembering as well. He's just not on his A game. And it was the wildest thing. We looked at a scan and he had a line of decreased perfusion on his right frontal lobe, right where this was. And it was like, this is what stress does because when you have stress, your immune system does what? High cortisol, blood, white blood cells don't work as well. And then all of a sudden, we're much more susceptible to having inflammatory conditions happen to us. But yeah, so we see a lot of different conditions and try to put what might be happening to the brain. And I think over time, more what's happening to your body too. That's just a small taste of the amazing show we have for you today. Hey, before we get started, I want to talk to you about something that comes up pretty often on this podcast. And that, of course, is lab testing. You see, testing is one essential way to understand the root cause of an illness. And if you're an integrative or functional medicine practitioner, chances are you are placing a ton of orders with a ton of different labs. The Root Cause Medicine podcast is created by Rupa Health. And Rupa is the best way to order, manage and track results from over 25 different labs in one single place. Thank goodness, no need to create and log into multiple portals ever again. So if you are a practitioner, make sure you go sign up at rupahealth.com to create a free account today. Now, let's get on with the show. Dr. Jay Faber, thank you so much for being on the show. Dr. Jones, good seeing you again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, the last time we did an Instagram Live and we covered sort of the bare bones basics of brain health, mental health, and what you're seeing in the world. So I'm pretty excited to go over a little deeper of what you've got going on and the Amen Clinics and sort of how you approach mental health. Okay, yeah, there's, uh, believe me, more than we probably have time to share, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a part two, but that's okay. There you go. <laughs> well, before we get started, why don't you do a little introduction of yourself? Let people know who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. So Dr. Jay Faber, I'm a double board certified psychiatrist, child, adolescent and adult psychiatry. But in addition, I've done a metabolic medicine fellowship at um, the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. But I think even more important is I mm -hmm. finished my master's in integrative medicine at George Washington, oh, yeah. which I would highly advocate for anybody if you want to really challenge yourself to see where medicine's going in the 21st century, that would be a great avenue. So 
that's sort of the brief academic piece. I've written a book called Escape, which we can talk about a little. It's a book for prisoners of all people, how to rehab your brain to get out of the legal system forever. And I have a foundation called the Faber Ryan Youth Foundation, where I work with 20 to 30-year-olds who have an interest in entertainment. I'm out in LA, and we're starting to get some STEM people as well, but they haven't really learned the, the leadership skills, the inner qualities yeah. needed to really take it to the next level. So we create wow experiences and then simultaneously teach them those uh, intertwining important lessons of life as well. Well, there you go. That's amazing. That's a <laughs> <Sorry>. lot. <laughs> That'll keep your brain busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, a lot's, a, lot's hap- well, a lot's happening in your life, but a lot's happening in the world. So can you describe to us what does a typical day look like for you? Like, what do you see and walk through your door? Yeah. Unlike a traditional practice, we see a lot of like, I think, trending issues. Mm-hmm. People then X number of meds, okay, they're not getting better. They come see us and it's like they don't have traditional depression. They've got mold, they've got mildew, they've got actinomycetes, which by the way is the new bacteria that's associated with similar symptoms to mold, gram-negative bacteria. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so there's all these new trending medical anomalies that are causing a lot of brain problems as well as body problems. So I see people believe it or not, who, uh, how would I describe this? It's like they get involved in kind of shady deals Mm. and they're wondering what their brain looks like, how they could ever get kind of sucked into something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so then you get into this whole context of uh, sociopathy Mm -hmm. and not so much like the violent sociopaths, Mm -hmm. but the real tricksters Mm -hmm. out there that are good at using, how would I say, slick techniques to make an extra buck. Well, and which, by the way, welcome to the internet. Mm-hmm. If you don't think they're around, oh, they're there. Yeah. And I think there's more, and I think you're going to see more of them as, as our electronics get sophisticated. Some of these people can get really sophisticated as well. And what the heck do they, these brains look like? These, what I'd call white color, for lack of better words, sociopathic slick individuals yeah. who aren't being forthright. So that would be like another whole area. We're seeing that's a whole nother topic as well. Which is interesting. I don't think that's a topic a lot of people think about, but yet it's hugely important and common. You were saying it's common. Yeah. Yeah. It's common. It's more prevalent than I've ever seen it. Mm -hmm. Running a foundation, I've learned to be much more uh, selective and ask questions, listen much more astutely to answers, Mm -hmm. demanding clarity and demanding order. Mm -hmm. Not like a military drill sergeant, which by the way, sometimes it actually might be helpful to get some of that these days. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, clarity brings hope. And hope is by knowing and understanding where you personally want to go. But if other people can't do that, it just makes you start wondering what's going on within their lifestyles, their brains from a psychiatric standpoint. But do I want to incorporate that into especially business endeavors. Right. Absolutely not. No. Right. And I would tell anyone to these days, be very watchful of what and who you speak to. I've seen people lose, giving a family member lost a half million dollars <sighs> on a gold deal. And it all oh. sounded like real, but the more you look at it, there, and he looked back and saw this just didn't make much sense. And I mm-hmm. would agree. So mm-hmm. I think we are in a world right now where our brains become much more imperative to ensure we're making our decisions 
based upon optimal hearing, optimal seeing, optimal mm-hmm. gut sense feeling, mm-hmm. and making sure what we're hearing is all matching up. Because if it doesn't, you want to be very, very careful. There's people getting burned, ripped off, I think, a lot more than used to just because of how finances are being done on the internet. Just, I mean, everything, even if you just think about, I don't want to speak of this negatively, I don't mean that, but think of things like crypto and NFT and these new investments and WeFunder and like all things that could have really amazing positive outcomes. But if you don't have, if your brain is not that healthy, and just like you said, your ears aren't open, your eyes aren't open, your brain isn't questioning or the critical thinking skills, you potentially could get sucked into something, unfortunately, like your family member, right? Yeah. I mean, like this individual. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it happens. And I I only say that because it's happening to lots of other people. I'd be willing to bet who's ever listening right now. You could probably think of somebody, either friend or family member where something's happened to it. So yeah, but yes, let's have brains working (laughs) at a much higher level. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably isn't true. It probably not a good idea. Yeah. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And as much as we like to hear and see and read things, emails, whoever sends us, Lord knows what. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really opportune time to make sure focus our memory, our observational skills, which you mentioned key critical thinking skills are working at Mm -hmm. an ultimate high level. So let's actually hone in on that in your practice. Yep. How do you do that? How do you approach? What do you do with the Amen Clinic? What's the typical evaluation somebody's going to go through to first of all, see what could be going on wrong, and then how to optimize that? Yeah, I mean, one is we do at our clinic, what what we're sort of our signature assessment is using a spec scan, Yeah, single photon, electronic computerized tomography, big big fancy word for basically saying, we give you an injection of something called technetium, which emits a very mild radiological light called gamma particles. Mm -hmm. And we can use that to see where the brain's getting too much blood flow and where the brain's getting too little blood flow. And from that, after doing 190 some thousand scans now, it's kind of hard to believe it's that many, we're able to kind of associate symptoms and problems Mm -hmm. with that. So a case in point, if we have someone who's not focusing well, Mm -hmm. one of the areas is your lower inferior frontal cortex, which is right below our eyes. If we went in for about an inch, which by the way, a lot of ADHD kids, that's where they have their problems. But if you have less blood flow there, you tend to have problems with distraction. All right. So what does that mean? It means that we don't listen completely to one person. We'll look from one thing to another, to another, to another, to another, and we get distracted really easily. Now, why do I kind of differentiate? Because there's other parts of our brain, like say our anterior cingulate cortex, where if we get too much blood flow, we don't do this. But if I'm saying something to you all right now, which if I'm doing this, I apologize. I don't mean to, but if it's boring or too scientific heady, you don't want to listen to me. So what do we do? Rather than listen to me, we'll focus, but we'll look outside and we'll watch the cars go by. Mm-hmm. All right. That's daydreaming. And with daydreaming, mm-hmm. we treat that differently yeah. than we do distractibility. So like Eskimos see different types of snow, we see different types of focus by looking at scans. We can start to differentiate and see what areas of the brain are working too hard, what areas of the brain are too can working not hard enough. And then we either use uh, supplements mm-hmm. or we use medications. You know, people say here, oh, you're against medications. We're all for supplements. Someone called me and said, you're against meds. I said, no. It's just that if I can use something that has less side effects, yeah. we'll use it. Who, I mean, yeah. if you have a child 
And you can give something with less side effects. Wouldn't you want your child? Most people, 99% would say, yes, if it's not working, yeah. then we'll look at other opportunities, uh, meds to help. Yeah. But anyway, so people come in, they'll get a history, they'll get their spec scan. They will do a test called the total brain test, which looks at memory and focus and how your mood is and how your resilience is, how your, what's, there's a really cool, we call it conscious negativity bias, but it's how much you focus on the glass being half full or half empty. So you get a lot of ideas on your attitude, but we use all that to then spend about an hour and a half to two hours with someone like myself, the doctor, where we go over the scans and the Mm -hmm. reports and come up with a brain plan Mm -hmm. to get your symptoms to improve, but also, and this is just as important, your quality of life mm-hmm. to go up. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're really, to me, we're in the storytelling business. That's what we really want to do right. is we want to have people where they're at right now to be able to come back in a year, two years and have their symptoms go away, but more importantly, have a great story to tell. Yeah. And I've known a few people who have come through the Amen Clinic, who've gotten the spec scan, who have, most of them have focused around ADD, ADHD with phenomenal results. But I know others are coming for severe depression, anxiety, even early dementia. I mean, I've heard a lot of different types of folks who walk through your door. Yeah. Drug use, right? We've talked about addiction before, right? Drug use, alcohol use. Drug use, alcohol use. So we get that. We get a lot of stress. I saw somebody (laughs) yesterday, a really, really successful CEO who he said, yeah, four years ago, I got really, really stressed out with work and I got this scleroderma, but it was like linear. It went like, there's a line of like, he said, inflammation that went down the right frontal side of his brain. Mm -hmm. And since then he's had problems focusing, remembering as well. He's just not on his A game. And Mm -hmm. it was the wildest thing. We looked at his scan and he had a line of decreased perfusion on his right frontal lobe, right where this was. And it was like, this is what stress does because when you have stress, your immune system does what? Yeah, High cortisol, Blood, white blood cells don't work as well. And then all of a sudden, we're much more susceptible to having inflammatory conditions happen to us. Mm-hmm. And this is what happened, uh, you know, hypothetically with this person, because mm-hmm. I don't have a before and after of his, his cortisol levels. But yeah, so we see a lot of different conditions and try to put what might be happening to the brain. And I think over time, more what's happening to your body too. And I love that you actually brought up that example of stress. Obviously, I don't wish that on anyone. But one of the big things that I like to advocate for is people to take their stress seriously. Now, we can't ever get rid of stress, but I don't think people realize how much stress impacts their body as a whole. And you're literally right here saying that, of course, stress will affect the immune system, which will affect perfusion, affect the brain and brain health. And it's quite a domino when you look at that, a domino effect. Well, and the thing is, and you know this already for just being medical. It's like, we usually think of things going linearly. Mm-hmm. One thing goes wrong, here's what happens. But it's more, it's like circles. One thing goes wrong and then another circle goes wrong and then another circle goes wrong. It's like one of these little wristwatches you put on, yeah. you get all these yeah. little gears, one gears off, you, know, you mm-hmm. do fine, but you get three or four and then you start having a lot more yeah. challenges. And it requires a physician 21st century medicine mm-hmm. to be able to incorporate that knowledge mm-hmm. and apply it yeah. to our patients. And then second, I think just as more as important is be able to collaborate with ourselves, right? Work as a team with other experts to help ensure that that person is getting optimal treatment from us, but also from other physicians as well. Yeah. I want to go back to the, the ADHD part because I think that's really fascinating. It's going to hit home for a lot of people. But first, before I do that, I do want to just touch on the drug and alcohol use. And I 
I, when my, I have a, I, she, I have a 21 year old. And when she was 17, I showed her one of the social media posts of the Amen Clinic. And it was a brain, was your specs began brain on drugs, different drugs. It was cocaine. It was marijuana. It was, I think heroin. I can't remember what the drugs were. And then alcohol, chronic alcohol use. Oh yes. And yeah. I, so I was explaining it to her. She's really interested in medicine. So I said, oh, well, here's the Amen Clinic. Here's the spec scan. Here's what happens with your brain with. And she actually brought it up to me the other day. You know, it was a passing, hey, look, kid, <laughs> you know, just FYI, don't screw up your brain as you get older and get more independent. And she actually brought it up to me last week. She remember that picture, that colorful picture you showed me? She goes, I still have it on my phone and I still show my friends that picture because this, I, she said, I don't want my brain to look like that. And I'm young and I couldn't, I was so proud of her. And honestly, I was proud of me for <laughs> showing her the picture, but I want listeners to know that it's a real impact on the brain. Well, I mean, you, see, that's a great story <laughs> just there. And when a picture tells a thousand words mm-hmm. now for the parents out there, all right, just looking ahead, because I've seen some like crazy, like really successful people getting drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and their lives to a complete 180. 180 means they might not be at home. They might be in some other place mm-hmm. where there's bars, mm-hmm. right? And well, this will never happen to me. But 85% of people in these goddamn jails have substance abuse problems. Yeah. 85%. Yeah. So if you take that picture and start showing your young kids mm-hmm. and it sticks like that when they're 20 or 30 or 40 when life hits and stressors come mm-hmm. and they remember about how, from my perspective, seductive drugs can be. Mm-hmm. And then simultaneously, how deleterious the effects on our brain and our life. Mm-hmm. What a powerful statement. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't heard it quite that way. So just tell me that just gives me other ideas. Tell, <laughs> tell your parents. And why? Yeah. Tell your teenagers. <laughs> yeah. We don't want, if we, what if those 85% in jail had seen pictures like that? Mm-hmm. What would be the less percent going in right. to jails. Right. And by the way, 85%, that's huge. That's massive. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure not only the substance abuse, but how was their brain health that led them up to substance abuse? I would imagine they probably didn't have the healthiest brains to begin with in their life. Yeah. I mean, there's that piece. Another big component that's being studied right now is this whole notion of hope. Mm-hmm. And like hope is having a belief that where you are right now, for you're going to be in a better place. So this is work from mm-hmm. Gwyn and Hellman. The book Hope Rising is good, but they say, well, what happens when you lose hope? Mm-hmm. And there's sort of three phases you can go through. One is if you start, like, say you want to, I'm making this up, you want to be a professional basketball player, mm-hmm. all right? And you don't make the team, you're going to get really angry, all right? You try harder to make the team, then you might feel more despair, which means you're starting to kind of give up. Mm-hmm. You don't make the team again. And then you start to feel, this is the key, apathetic. When we get apathetic, we don't care what happens to us. I didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. Nothing matters. There's some new friends. They want to use drugs. What the, you know what? Smoke weed. What the heck? Who cares? They want to steal. Then you steal. And then all of a sudden you get arrested mm-hmm. or something else happens. And it's like, what the heck was I thinking? Right. Your hope level was low. So if you have people in our lives, like parents, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who can understand the intricacies of hope, we don't get to that place, all right? Yeah. Second is once you start using the whole notion with all these circles going, okay, so alcohol affects our, our liver, we know that, mm-hmm. cause ulcers in our stomach, causes our red blood cells to get bigger, mm-hmm. but with our brain, 
our frontal lobes don't work as well. We start making even worse decisions. We don't understand the consequences of our decisions. Right. And then all of a sudden, we're in other organizations like the legal system that's assisting us. Yeah. And these days with background checks and looking online, I mean, it's kind of crazy how fast people can know things about you. Yeah. Which if you're looking to get in schools or jobs, if you're mm-hmm. on a, yeah, it all adds up. Yeah. So this is kind of back to why we got to have our frontal lobes. Let's use them, right. start using them smarter. And it, even if somebody's listening to this and they're going, well, for, as an example, the le- like uh, jail, right? Like that's not my background, but yet they know, they know when they use alcohol, they have a couple glasses of wine. I mean, they know, they may not know from a physiologic anatomic term that their frontal lobe is out, but they do know that they make not great decisions, right? We've all had been into in a spot where we've had too much alcohol and not made great decisions. decisions. And if you're doing it, Pretty consistently. Consistently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. problem. I mean, that's where like, we'll just kind of play stories here. You're a 45-year-old dad or mom. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Your mm-hmm. kids are growing up. They're out of the house. And it's like, what's my purpose? What do I do? And all the, mm-hmm. the structure is gone. And it's like, well, let's just go have a Bloody Mary or you know a Manhattan mm-hmm. or whatever. And all of a sudden, we're having one. Then we're having two a night. And then we're having three. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just slowly. Yeah kind of builds up. It's crazy. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is, if you have people in your life, okay, that can help you develop purpose, mm-hmm. help you re-engineer your goals. Kids are growing up. Okay. Happens, guess what? To everybody. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now what are we going to do? Let's get excited. You know, you got more free time. What can I do genuinely, not just pretend, but genuinely with our lives mm-hmm. to make it more meaningful for the person, yeah. but also for the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we see that. We see that with people who are choosing alcohol use or drug use on the regular over time, depending on their choices, you know, is their friend or their family member, their significant other, you know, we've all been in part of conversations where we've said, well, you know, they started going downhill, like they started making changes for the negative, of course. And so when it, it does affect the people around you, even though you in the middle of it may not think that, well, you're thinking, oh, I'm just having two or three drinks a night. It's not hurting anybody. But meanwhile, it really can. It can hurt. And for those who are really interested, this is like a hard one, but there is a series called Euphoria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But with with Sandaya, Mm -hmm. it's about this gal who's got a substance use problem. And it is for parents, especially. You want to know what these high school students are going through with drugs? Watch this. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it is like dark. Mm -hmm. It ain't fun, but it's the real deal. Mm -hmm. I've had... My 20-something substance abusers, I've asked them about it. Have you watched this? And they go, yeah, but I can't watch it. I go, why? Because it's too dark for me to even watch. Yeah. That's how real it is. Yeah. But what's our job? Our job is to shed light on the darkness. Because when we start putting some light on it, guess what? It loses power. Mm -hmm. When you can talk about like we're doing now and not go, oh my gosh, oh, this is like stigmatizing. What do we do? Shame, guilt. Right. Taboo. Stick Mm -hmm. it in the closet. Mm -hmm. The more we're able to kind of just, you know... We don't want to get excited about, but just let's look at it and say, hey, it's like we have to wash our clothes every day. Well, right now we've got somebody who seems like they may have a few drinks more than they're supposed to. So let's kind of look at it, talk about it, understand it, right? read about it, listen to podcasts like we're doing now to take the stigma and I think from my perspective, shame mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. and to change it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I can't do this on my own. You can't do this on your own, but we can communicate and start to figure out some ways to put some better light. Showing your daughter that picture, that's shedding light. Mm -hmm. That's giving knowledge. And look at how powerful 
just that momentary glance and what it did. It stuck with her. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. She kept it. Yeah. Yeah. And I fully realized teenagers are teenagers. It doesn't mean she's never not done any of these things. But when she brought it up last week where she's like, I still have the picture on my phone. I show my friends when they get in too deep. Like I do not use drugs because I do not want my brain to look like that. I was like, good, fantastic. Because if your brain starts looking at that like that at a young age, then imagine when you hit 30 or 40 or you're transitioning, she's female, right? Into menopause at 50, it's going to be a lot rougher for you. Yeah. So let's start with healthy brains right from the get-go. We had, this is probably, gosh, probably about nine, 10 years ago, I saw this person when I was living in Atlanta. The 50-something parents bring the 30-something in mm-hmm. to see me. And the 30-somethings on the streets, living, selling drugs. That's how he makes his money, doing drugs. Has absolutely no motivation to come in. So he had his attitude. I'm doing this because of my parents. And it, they're like, these are like really fun sessions when people <laughs> aren't motivated. Yeah. But he saw his pictures. He thought they were going to be normal. Of course. And it was like one of these OMG moments. Right. He got it. And he saw those, I saw them like two months later, and it's like, you know, mostly you've had that long of a history. So alcohol or drugs, Mm -hmm. drugs, a year later, guess how many people are still sober after they decide just to stop? 20%, not many. A lot of low. Mm -hmm. What are the chances with this person? He came back, he's been sober for two months. I'm like, what do you, how'd you pull that one off? (laughs) He says, well, I started going to the gym. I had to lose weight. So I've been looking at my numbers, my weight. And I go, that's interesting. So if you're measuring something else, it actually yeah. helps. So you know, I just kept that in the back of my mind. Two months later, came in, he says, still working out. And I'm trying to get my certification in training. Mm-hmm. Two months later, six months came back, got his certification. I was looking for a job. Eight months later, he says, I got my degree. Now I'm thinking about going into the Navy SEALs. Wow. Now you think about that. Wow. Eight months yeah. from living on the streets. You think of a homeless people. Mm-hmm. If you're from mm-hmm. LA, which is run from me, you know what I'm talking about. All the coma tents and the craziness out here. You're going from that, Portland, Seattle. Yeah, I'm Portland, Seattle. It's my area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it, which you think of those people, and eight months later, they're thinking about joining the Navy SEALs. Mm-hmm. That's a transition. But it was the pictures. Yeah. There's nothing really about me. I mean, yeah. I just was a yeah. portal to help. So. Yeah. Well, as you said earlier, a picture is worth a thousand words. And when, if you're looking at your brain and you can see the the shrunken parts, the atrophied parts, the, what looks like holes. I mean, it's really when you guys post those pictures on social media, they're really eye opening. And I know people can look at those and say to themselves, oh, that's not me. That would never be me. Kind of like this 30 year old, right? I'm young. I'm healthy. I'm doing fine enough. That can't be me. But some of my friends who have gone and gotten pictures more for, like I said, ADHD, less for drugs and alcohol. We're shocked. I mean, they're like, I take care of myself. I'm in functional medicine. I eat pretty clean and healthy. I exercise. But even having with their, their focus was on ADHD. They were like, my brain pictures were concerningly scary. One of the things, and there may be some people out there like this, but I throw this out. We get a lot of like cynicism on the scans. Well, this isn't scientifically proven. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. And just for those naysayers, which I love critical thinking, the Canadian government has just approved spec scans as a vehicle to assess and treat brains. Nice. Nice. As well. And the Journal of Radiology, this was like three years ago now, had a a whole quarterly journal, the subject of psychoradiology. I mean, there's a new word for you, psychoradiology. 
So the neuroimaging is coming Mm -hmm. and it's alive. I had, and this is going to be in my next book, this story, but I had a person who had a really bad head trauma, fell like 20 feet in the scans. You could see it. I wrote my report, told him what to do. And his temporal lobes are bad. So I said, go on taurine and do hyperbaric oxygen therapy, board certified doctor. I won't tell you what school, but highly reputable school, read my mm. report, called me a quack. Mm. Yeah, quack, called me practicing quackery. Fine, I can take it. Said, there's no data on H, like hyperbaric oxygen therapy. There's no data, none. I love hyperbaric oxygen. <laughs> yeah. So I said, and he said, the American Academy of Neurology wasn't recommending it. And so I said, okay, fine. So what do I do? Me, be a nerd, go to the local medical library, pulled up, from 2013 to present, there's 82 articles on hyperbaric oxygen therapy mm-hmm. and traumatic brain injury, four of which, now this is the important, they're, they're either systematic reviews or meta-analysis, all of which showed improvement. Mm-hmm. For those out there who aren't into the, the study land, those are more veritable papers. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing with taurine. Mm-hmm. I sent a sophisticated rebuttal back to the attorney, <laughs> but I won't go on all the details. But the time we were done... One, they didn't want me to testify in court. Two, I was ending up to testify in court from the Dalbert principle. I said, you couldn't. I said, I've done this before. Give examples. I'm going to do this. Before I even got to this case settled, patient Hmm. did have a traumatic brain injury and was compensated accordingly. Wow. So yeah, I bring this up because the neuroimaging, nothing's perfect in the world. Guess what? Surprise, surprise. Yeah. But if you look at where things are going with spec, pet, fMRIs, I think MRS is is two Mm -hmm. non-invasive ways to see what the heck is going on with the brain. You're going to see a whole lot more in the next 10 to 15 years with it. And what we've got today, I think it's going to get better. So I wouldn't necessarily poo-poo it. I'd say it's, uh, we know a lot more and we will know more in 10 years, five years, we'll know even more. And I actually love that information on traumatic brain injury or even concussion, just because that's so prevalent. I mean, I still want to go back to ADHD, but like concussions and TBI, a lot of people listening have had pretty significant bumps on the head and conventionally have probably been told, walk it off, right? Or just it'll get better over time or just try to rest as much as possible. I mean, it's really interesting. Some of the feedback I've had from people that I know when they either from a car accident, go to the ER and they're like, eh, this, just keep an eye on it. It'll get better over time. And a lot of times it doesn't that post-traumatic brain injury symptoms can be really severe. The subtle changes can be very challenging mm-hmm. because people, you're still living and you still have a quality of life. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, I've had like a bad medical student who had a pretty significant car accident, he had an MRI, it was normal. Mm-hmm. We did a spec that wasn't normal. Her grades went from A's to like kind of B minus, C plushes mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the injury. Mm-hmm. So she's passing. Mm-hmm. But not what she used to be. It's like if you hurt your knee and you're a football player, and you run a four three forty, and now you're running a, a four nine. It's like you're done. Yeah. And yeah. so, how are we going to get it back? And so, the hyperbaric oxygen therapy, and, and some supplements because meds for her wouldn't wouldn't be the first choice mm-hmm. to help. And now she's doing she's doing well. Nice. She chose not to go to medical school. She got kind of set, tired of it. But she, last time I talked to her five, four years ago, she was in a lab working in a lab and loved it. That's amazing. So. See, these are the stories that I want listeners to hear who have been struggling themselves with whatever it is regarding the brain. And they've either been pushed off or passed off or, well, it's age, you have to live with it or that, well, that's just what happens. And you don't. I mean, that's why I love having you on because you just have so much experience on this to give people hope, the word you stand by. Hope is like a muscle. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. It really is. It's like wish. I wish I was better. That's now nothing's going to change. Hope though, when you start saying some clear goals, mm-hmm. find some pathways, some groups, and then some people. So you got to do some work. It's not like mm-hmm. you can't do anything, but you start doing those three things together. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it, And I really mean that what happens yeah. to people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. So as the final topic though, I do want to come back to ADHD. I think that's the question I get asked the absolute most often. I'm married to somebody with ADHD, which is <laughs> a struggle in itself. <laughs> And I think a lot of parents have children who have been told they're ADHD. There's a lot of information on social media now around adults and ADHD and how females and males may present differently. And so let's, can we cover that topic somewhat? What you see, do females and males have to present differently with ADHD? What do the scans look like? I'm really curious. So in terms of male versus female ADD and types, mm-hmm. because we break down to like seven types of ADD. Okay. I haven't seen any studies differentiating the two. Okay. So I don't have a good answer, just anecdotally looking. Females generally, especially underneath, have more blood flow to different parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. All right. And so they may, because of that, have more proneness to different emotions mm. than guys do, which I think that's no brainer there. Mm-hmm. And they're usually more aware of their feelings. But for stress, with that, you might get more anxious or you might get more just irritable, mm-hmm. which by the way, takes away from focus. So that would be kind of my mm-hmm. starting answer there. That's not a perfect answer, okay. but that's where I'd start. In terms of ADD and specs. So uh, most people that come see us, they've been on the traditional meds like Ritalin or Adderall or Vyvanse, and they just haven't helped. And in some people, they've actually gotten worse. Their mood gets more irritable or anxious. And it's like, oh my God, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Well, we're starting to discover that the frontal lobes, which is we talked about earlier, underneath the inferior, inferior frontal cortex, that's where we believe the stimulants support best. But it, a lot of people have great blood flow to their lower frontal cortex. It's other parts of their brain that aren't working well. And so what the scans do is give us an opportunity to look and then make changes. Like I gave one example already. If our anterior cingulate cortex, mm-hmm. which is if I went where my finger is and went about an inch back, mm-hmm. you'd hit it. Mm-hmm. If we get too much blood flow, there are people daydream. All right. So they're not doing this. They're looking out the window. All right. Yeah. Or if you're doing a homework assignment, if you got kids and they're watching television, okay, the hard work they can't do. That's more reflective of people who probably aren't making or having enough serotonin available. Mm -hmm. And so you can look at if we go traditional route, meds like Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, Lexapro, you can do. Mm -hmm. I typically choose not to because there's more side effects, but Supplements like 5-hydroxytryptophan, mm-hmm. vitamin B6, mm-hmm. St. John's wort, that's the one most people know. Saffron, that's the one I'd be watching mm-hmm. out there, folks, mm-hmm. if you want to see what I mean we're seeing. So there's that piece for daydreaming. Our temporal lobes, which are temporal lobes, if we went from our ear about half inch in, our temporal lobes are there. If we have on our surface too little blood flow, mm-hmm. people can get stressed a lot easier, okay, or angry. So homework... You don't understand it. I mean, what it's hard. Yeah. If that piece doesn't work and you're getting more irritable, guess what happens to your focus? It goes way down. Mm-hmm. And so there's supplements like taurine would be a good one. Relora would be another. Magnesium glycinate would be another you could use. If you're looking at meds, things like Depakote, mm-hmm. Lamictal, Trileptal, maybe amongst others, you could try. I'll be honest, some of the supplements, I just see them working actually better yeah. Yeah. than myself. And you said Rolora, like Magnolia? Rolora. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the philodendron in it, the two together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then like your basal ganglia, okay, which is way, way inside of our brain. If those get too much blood flow, people get more anxious, nervous, worried, which if you get anxious and nervous, what happens your focus goes down. All right. Plus people, when those are too active, people tend to daydream a lot or not daydream, excuse me, they'll procrastinate. They just can't start. (laughs) Yeah. They just keep waiting. Yeah. And part of it's they're just too anxious to start. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get concerned for one, because people when they hit teens will find things they shouldn't be using to calm them down, Mm -hmm. like alcohol or pot. They're toxic. Mm -hmm. We used to use a lot of Ativan or Xanax to calm them down, but they're addictive. Addictive. And they can be toxic. So what do we use instead? We use a lot of GABA. There's lots of GABA versus FENGABA. We can have a long conversation about that. We find GABA working yeah. uh, fairly well. Magnesium glycinate can help. Lemon balm can help. Oh, yeah. So you, you want to calm those down. Now, I will say this. Temp- and most people have more than one area, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have like, say, temporal lobes and basal ganglia, they're both not working. It's kind of like if you have six things to remember and find that kind of figure out the pluses and minuses. For the people with ADD that have those areas not working, it's kind of like the six things are doing this. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you try to grab one. It's like, mm-hmm. God, this is, it's hard. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. So we find like combinations of some of the things we just talked about. Things still move, but it goes more in rhythm. Yeah. In synchrony, like dancing. You can follow it. Wow. This is crazy. You're not drugged. You're not sleepy. You're not tired. All right. You don't feel like, whoa, man, what's going on? No, it's more like you're in Zen. Mm-hmm. You're more at peace. And so that's why we like to look. I could go in. There's different combinations of all those areas in the brain. Everyone's got their fingerprint. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's usually one area. There's usually one or two, sometimes it's several. Mm-hmm. And you have to just have the knowledge to know how to look and then kind of put your fingerprint into a personalized approach yeah. to do either better in school or calm down or be able to get your tasks done at your job, mm-hmm. be calm enough to take wherever you want to go if you're a corporate exec to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go through different ages and figure out what people are trying to do and, and help that occur. Put it all together. It's, I'm laughing, not obviously because I'm laughing at the people. I'm laughing because I'm recognizing <laughs> some of these Right. I'm, I'm recognizing it myself or people I know or my partner, my husband. And so, yeah, I think it's more common than people realize. I think it's way more common than people realize. I don't think I think the listeners are going to go, wow, I, I didn't realize that it's a big, massive blood flow issue and nutrients, nutrients flow through the blood, right? Hormones, everything flows through the blood. That's the super highway right there. So if you yeah. don't get blood to the area and you're like, well, what's the big deal? It's like if they ripped out all the roads in your neighborhood, you wouldn't get in or out or deliveries or yeah. garbage or anything that would come through. It's the same. That's a good analogy. Yeah. And the blood flow will probably hit no more areas. Like, and that's just one way to measure how brains work. And so, yeah, but yeah, 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 no, but the, if you tear down the roads, now where do you go? And it's like, yeah. And then it's stressful <laughs> for some, they're going to be angry for some, they're going to be anxious, right? For some, and for everybody, they're going to lose focus. So, well, yeah. And like for spouses and I'm not sure, like the, the situation with spouses, what we normally do is ADD is more common in men or men than women. So mm-hmm. your husband comes home, you're home from work, you had a hard day. You want to talk, 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 talk. And you want someone to listen, understand, listen, understand, talk, 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 listen, understand. And then about halfway through, the husband will say something like, hey, what time is the hockey game on? <laughs> what channel is it on tonight? And the wife's like, what? what? Yeah. But that's frontal, that's lower frontal cortex. Your mm-hmm. mind's, you can't be in the moment. And there's power, by the way, from just being in the moment. 
it for several different reasons mm-hmm. with your relationships. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. So. Yeah, most definitely. Oh my gosh. This has been such an enlightening and eye-opening and honestly just hopeful conversation because everything you're talking about, you really help every single day, all the people that walk through your door, right? And it's around these issues that are all related back to the brain. It's the things we struggle with. I mean, we touched on only a few, but I mean, I know that you also work with like depression and like you said, head trauma and just big things that... This is what, yeah. It, they're common. It's come. They're common and they get blown off. Yeah, well, they get blown off. And this is just what I've discovered along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want to use empathy and understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But here's the other thing that I find really helpful. These people have been through treatments yeah. and they're not getting better. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, just have a good attitude. Smart. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's hard. Mm-hmm. They want physicians who will fight for them. Mm-hmm. they'll back them up, which means this is if I don't know something or I've done everything I can, I'm not stopping. Mm-hmm. That means if I got to go to the medical library, if I got to go to PubMed, we're going to mm-hmm. look and see what else is out there and continue to move forward, find other physicians, take other courses. Why do we take an integrated medicine fellowship? It's to help my patients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why we do this stuff, not to garner knowledge. It's fun to garner the knowledge, but there's bigger reasons for doing it. So yeah. we want to fight for the people to have the best quality life they can. Amen. No pun intended. <laughs> 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 yes. All right. Well, actually, as we wrap up in keeping with the hope theme, as it relates to brain health and everything we've been talking about, do you have something like do you have a favorite practical, tactical root cause thing that you tell people? You find yourself saying over and over the same thing or same couple of things as it relates to brain health or even just mental function in general. Either take this or stay away from this or get this testing. What do you say people on a regular basis? There's two things. One is approach and avoid, (laughs) right? I mean, it sounds simple, Mm -hmm. but it's really hard. So approach nutritive substances. Have a lots of good healthy protein, fruits, vegetables, at least four vegetables, two fruits a day. If you go by the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, they're now saying 12 fruits or vegetables a day. Who does that? That's okay. Yep. And then avoid the other stuff. Avoid the bullying, the negative thinking, the drugs, the alcohol. So that's one. Two, I just I get more concerned when people leave the office because they only really see me for half an hour. Mm-hmm. And then they're back to what's going on in the real world. So I really encourage journaling, Mm. but doing your journaling in a very focused and constructive manner. So finding books, like if you have focus issues, there's great books. Like I'll give an example, Ultra Learning by Scott Young. Okay, This is more for my corporate execs out there. Scott did a four-year MIT degree Mm -hmm. in a year, computer science. Talk about ultra focus. Yeah. And so what's his book about? How do you do that. And he talks Mm -hmm. about how to retrieve information, how to focus better, Mm -hmm. how to organize your information better. All right. So you start getting up early, read. Mm -hmm. You can read like a chapter. You don't have to though. You can read two, three pages and then second process the information. So what does that mean? It means rather than like what we were taught in school, Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying school's wrong. What was the main point of chapter four? Write a little paragraph. What were the sub points? Three of them, write a paragraph. No, because that's not going to take the information from the book and see if it helps you have a better lifestyle. And so I encourage to start off journaling, ask yourself from what I just read, what resonated, what'd you like? Hmm. Two, from what you read, what didn't resonate, what made you upset, what, for lack of better words, pissed you off, Mm -hmm. because you have a right to be upset too. And then three, what can you practice over the next six hours to see if it works or not? 
Yeah. If it works, keep it. If it doesn't, then toss that idea. Don't throw the book away, but just toss that idea away because not everything's perfect for everyone. Right. So what ends up happening then is the information goes from here to here. It's part of your, right. your whole being, your movement, your muscle. Your core. Yeah. You know. And I feel like that would apply in journaling, even in general, not even related to a book, right? You could even do the what's working for me, what's not working for me, what's pissing me off today or yesterday or around this event. And then what can I do the next six hours and see if it works? Yeah. Then dot, 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 save your information. (laughs) You can make this your personal plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've got like two journals. I've got my left brain journal, which I'll talk like this, talk and type. Uh And so whatever I read, you can literally dictate a page and a half and like a minute and a half. I'll put the topics at top, save it. Mm-hmm. So if I ever want to go back, I've got it. Second, oh, right. you can make what I call a mind map journal, right brain journal, mm-hmm. where you can go in and take a concept and start drawing arrows and let it kind of let it go where, you, where it goes. If you use OneNote yeah. in uh, Microsoft, you can save everything. So mm-hmm. I break it up by tabs by year. And then on the side, it's by month. And so... And then you save it because you can always go back and look at it. Case in point, like memory, I've got a system from 2014 and 15 where I can remember 450 things. So when I take my boards, when I read books, I still use the same system. Now the system, sometimes the things I might read forget, like out of 10, I might remember 9.5. Oh, I got to go back and look, which is fine. Mm -hmm. You saw our brain work. But then you remember it all. You apply that to whatever you're reading or you're learning or a test. You can do it with goal setting purpose, tenacity, mental toughness, hope, since we brought that up. Right. So as well, but life does not stop after high school or college. Mm -hmm. We need, and I think must continue to develop as people. It makes life more fun, to be quite honest, and more of an adventure. I would agree. I would agree. Oh my gosh. Dr. Faber, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find you? Where do you want to direct them? There are a couple places. You can go to my own personal website, www.drjfaber.com. You can go to Amen Clinics and just search for my name. You can go to my foundation website, F-R-Y-F, Frank or Faber, Ryan, Y-F, youthfoundation.org. <laughs> And you find more information about there as well. F-R-Y-F. Y-F dot org. Okay. Okay. Dot org. Yep. If you're in LA, we're having our Academy Awards party. You're more than <laughs> welcome to come and partake. It'd be a great event. It's come to LA and see you as a patient too. Come and see me as a patient. Yeah. <laughs> get your brain scan. Get your, your brain scan. We'll get symptoms done and, and, I'm, and get your quality of life way up. So... I love that. Thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. All right, Dr. Jones, thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I have one quick favor to ask before you go. If you love today's conversation, would you mind leaving us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on right now? My whole goal is education. So positive reviews are actually the number one thing that help new people discover the show. You're amazing. I so appreciate it. And I'll catch you on the next episode.